0: Hi, my name is Sydney, and my favorite, Winter Olympic, is
1: figure skating wow i <laughs> didn't i yeah. i heard so oh my god hi my name's maya <laughs> um i also really enjoy figure skating but also like bobsledding mm-hmm. is super cool or no it's not the bobsledding
0: is it the bobsledding the bobsledding is when there's three people
2: in yeah the sled and then, and and then they push it yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 i
1: really i really <laughs> like i think it's so funny like they look so awkward and i like snowboarding a lot too. Snowboarding is good. i Boarding don't understand good. the point system for any of them no, but absolutely not. like i think it's pretty to look at <laughs> <laughs> and my favorite figure skater qualified, I think it's going to be his last one, He's Hanyu oh, from Japan. Okay, I was just about Pooh to say. Bear.
0: Yuzuru Hanyu. I
1: know, I'm so excited. And then, um, what's his name? Sean White
0: mm-hmm. for snowboarding. Is he doing it again?
1: It's his last one.
0: I thought last time was his no. last one. No,
1: he, he's on TikTok and I follow him on TikTok. Oh, shit. And so I've been. Watching a lot of his TikToks lately. And yeah, it's his last one. Damn. I'm so excited. Okay. See, like, it's the last one for like all my favorites. So I'm, I'm going in hard.
0: Very cool. Yeah. And welcome to Canonically Incorrect, the podcast where we talk about fan fiction, fandom, fanliness, whatever the fuck Anything we want. Anything we want. Anything we want. And today, I'm talking about the Winter Olympics.
1: <laughs> Very cool. Because
0: by the time this comes out, they'll be started already. Wow. Yeah. I know. Last year, I did like a Valentine's Day thing because we like. <sighs> excuse you i love valentine's day i used to hate it when i was in high school and i've learned to love it now so but i did a valentine's day thing this year but the winter olympics are coming up and objectively they're better than the summer olympics
1: (laughs) don't give me don't give me i don't have a strong preference on either because i have pretty much the same amount of sports i like in either one that's fair but
0: i think the only reason is because figure skating just takes the cake I love figure skating.
1: Yeah. I think I think figure skating would probably be my favorite mm-hmm. if my aunt and uncle weren't professionals.
2: Whoa. So I feel
1: like
0: every time I see you, I learn something new about <laughs> your life.
1: Yeah, so my aunt and uncle, my um they're not actually my aunt and uncle they're like my great family and friends no 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 oh, they're okay. they're blood related okay. to me but our family tree is complicated yeah, 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 yeah. i just call them my aunt and okay, my uncle. Okay. um they were professional figure skaters for a very long time and they almost qualified for the winter olympics one year as like a couple and then my my aunt that aunt taught me how to figure skate when i was younger so like i used to figure skate
0: this and the fact that your aunt worked on Anastasia. Yeah, it was the same aunt. <laughs> no, it <fucking> wasn't. <laughs> yeah, it was. What? The
1: fuck? Yeah, she used to figure skate, and then yeah, she's lived a old.
0: rich and history oh, life. Yeah,
1: no, she she was also rolling in the money back oh my then. God, yeah, good for her. Oh no, great for her. She, great for she, her. She, she's so nice. I oh love her to pieces. God, yeah. So she's lived. I feel like the magic would still be the same for figure yeah. skating if I wasn't like That's my her. aunt uncle, you know. Like, sure, and I've sure. learned how to do a, some of those. See, stuff. like
0: I didn't, I didn't figure skate. Um, ever. <laughs> I didn't really ice skate, period. It was Aww. just, like, not a big thing that we did. So, like, I still, I suck at it when we go, like, go ice skating with my friends. But when my grandmother lived with us for a time when mm. she got really sick, she loved figure skating. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, we'd hang out. She, like, stayed in my room mm. for the time being. And so we'd watch things like This Old House and, like, Antique Roadshow and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But then when the winter, like, came on, she, like, loved to watch the figure skating things. Mm. And I just, like, I'm like, yeah, (laughs) this is incredible.
1: And the music selections are always very interesting. (laughs) The I'm so excited to see what pops up this year. I
0: the routine from last year, which was Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer's Mm. um, Moulin Rouge.
1: Mm. Oh,
0: I like think about that every so often. I just need to watch it because it was so incredible.
1: I I think there's a there's there's, there's a time of year this is like a joke in my friend group okay. that i have times of year for like almost everything sure. there's a time of year and i don't know what time of uh-huh. year because this wasn't like on my consciousness until a couple months ago but there is a time of year where suddenly i get this craving to like yeah. watch all old like figure yep, skating yep, videos yep. and yep. it hasn't hit but yeah i'm very excited for another movie. one
0: of my favorites i don't remember her name and i'm so sorry but she is the woman who like she did a trick where she did a backflip on the ice Mm. and that move was like banned after that because they're like very dangerous don't do that ever again but it's the coolest move if you haven't seen it literally just look up like backwards flip figure skating move and you'll find it and it's like it's wild to think that she even landed that (laughs) like truly insane but yeah I I love the figure skating so I'm very excited to watch the figure skating but also like snowboarding I also love the like the ski the st- tandem skis i think where ah. they have to like hit the anything that involves like the skiing or this like snowboarding yeah, i really am that, into the
1: high jump freaks me out yeah like i
0: don't high-
1: like the like this th- where they go like yes,
2: <laughs> yes yeah it like it gives me so much anxiety <laughs> yeah.
1: because the thing with all these sports is it's like if they do it incorrect, like yeah. they're fucked yeah like and i think that's more so with the winter because sure. they're like working with snow yep, and like yep, hard yep. equipment and that kind of stuff Whereas like a lot of the summer ones are yeah. like water, aquatic, yep. and it's usually there's people on deck yeah. for like drowning well, or even like. like I remember
0: there was like one day where I just looked up like deaths at Olympics or uh-huh. something like that, and it's not bobsleigh sledding, but it's the one where like they go down on their stomach. Ooh. Someone died doing that, because <laughs> you're going so
1: fast yeah. and your
0: head is right there. Yeah, like awful, truly the worst. But yeah, mm. I hate that one. My dad is really into. um what is it like the one that like you toss? Oh, shuffling Sh- the shuffling yeah, yeah my dad is really into that for some reason i don't know why i, I
1: think that's an old person it probably thing. is an old person thing but he's so into it i mean it's kind of entertaining don't get me wrong sure i think it's funny okay that's that's why it's entertaining i don't it's a real sport you know mm-hmm. whatever it is a real sport. is <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah i'm a stupid double major i'm not gonna say anything
0: go off <laughs> about that but i'm really excited just to see like the opening ceremony and like seeing everyone yeah, and
1: i i didn't even watch the opening ceremony from the summer one
0: we watched a bit of it
1: yeah I just but not the whole thing I, yeah i didn't yeah. watch the whole thing and i felt bad you felt bad <laughs> yeah because i usually do and like yeah it's it's a big deal for those people mm-hmm. and it's very important i don't know i'm also not to be like that but like empathy like i have empathy problems oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I get very emotional during those sorts of things oh, where I'm like, oh, my oh God, my this God. is, like, the peak of I their the career. the same way where
0: they're, like, they reach their dream. This is I like, know, they, and, I, and I, like, start tearing so, up. Like, even in movies, like, I'm just like, she did it. She, in, it's her dream, in, and she did it.
1: In orchestra, um, for the college I go to, we're playing this piece, and it's, like, very mm-hmm. – I wish they would have asked uh, – this is a whole thing i wish they would have asked us if we even wanted to be on this like quote unquote project Uh it's a piece that was written back in 2018 or 2016 um and basic like the premise of it is that it tells a story of how a young african-american black kid gets shot for having like a bag in his hand so Uh we all know that story um the thing is like when we were playing it i was like oh this is fine and it was just the strings and then we got in, in with like the percussion yeah. and the band and everything when the drum kit like slams their stick down on uh-huh. the metal part of the instrument and it simulates a gunshot uh-huh. and then one by one all of the instruments start dropping out that's and literally horrifying. i got chilled and i started like i started tearing up i had to stop and go to the bathroom because it was so sudden like no one warned me that that was happening Yeah. And like I started to like freak out a little bit, and one of the other guys in the section, mind you, he is—he's black, sure—and like he's the only black person in this orchestra. We have other ethnic people, Mm -hmm. but like he's the only African American. And like we were sitting down and talking because I'm—I am from you know know, know—I'm biracial, Mm -hmm. and like I've—I have sort of—I don't have these those exact, but it was like very startling to me, and yeah like we both were just freaking out oh and i was like god. i wish they would have like warned us yeah. or like passed us so any- anyway that was just like an empath <laughs> d- discussion but it just reminded me of that and i was like yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is not voluntary whereas like me watching the olympics i'm like oh my god this is everything <laughs> i've ever worked for <gasps> you know yeah. like when i see user yuzuru-, yuzuru hanyu go oh on i'm god. like <laughs> You know, like it's this is ver- the last it's time it's <laughs> he'll be it's stepping it's on Olympic guys. <laughs> it's, it's very emotional because I love him so much. I think he's awesome. Yeah.
0: Oh my god. I just even like when people like win gold medals and you watch them like break down or some shit like that. Oh my god. It's so
2: emotional.
0: Truly, I love yeah. watching the Olympics. I know people. Some people don't like them, and I know there's a lot of problems with the Olympics, yeah. like with the economies of the countries that they're a part of and all this stuff. But like, it's a treat. It's a treat. Yeah. It's like a reward. Mm. <laughs> but yes, but before I get into the episode today, um, I would like to thank a couple of our donors. Wow! wow! So we had two donors. We've had uh, Iwazumi Stan. <laughs> and, ah, ha, ha, me too, bitch. <laughs> and the one and only St. Tobio.
1: St. Tobio! <laughs> I'm literally asking for your hand in marriage. Please. Well, now that you know that she actively listens to our podcast. Oh! It's kind of embarrassing (laughs) for me.
0: (laughs) It's a dream come true. Mm. 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 But yeah, thank you guys so much for those donations. And if you would like to um, donate to us good things like the mic stands that we have and um hopefully by the time this comes up we'll have a soundcloud premium account wow wow the problem is i have to just wait for money to be transferred into my account to do anything Uh so it takes a bit but hopefully by the time this episode comes out we'll have a soundcloud premium account so go over there Um, it's just going to be canonically incorrect follow us like the episodes you could put comments on each of the episodes now on soundcloud cruel.
1: cruel that's cruel threw an r in there (laughs) please don't say anything cruel to us we will cry i will cry
0: yeah but um yeah just honestly thank you guys so much we like hit our goal for the soundcloud premium account and that was crazy and honestly when i like feel bad like either like i'm like struggling to do an episode or like struggling to do research or something like sometimes I will just like you know read the nice emails that we get or like read the nice comments on those like ko donations and it just like is so nice that like people are just like here you go here's support either like monetarily or like but bo- like
1: yeah literature-esque
0: basically for sure and it's just it's very nice and it, it is it's very
1: sweet. sweet and we love you so much <laughs> I'm throwing Korean hearts your way
0: Anyways, so thank you for that. But I will get into the episode today. So today I am, uh, I read a fic, obviously, mm-hmm. figure skating. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I could have gone the easy route. I could have gone Yuri on Ice. Okay. I could have gone like high Q, you know, with the volleyball yeah. kind of thing. Because I wanted to do something Olympics based. Um, but Kay. I found a fic to one of my favorite movies of all time.
1: Okay. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, it fucking is. Yeah,
0: I figured. I found truly a gorgeous Anastasia ice skating AU fic, (laughs) and I'm so glad that I found it. Um, It is called Holding Tight as the Dancer's Whirl by Punto y Coma. So that's Punto underscore Y underscore Coma. It was started in 2018, March 20th, 2018, and finished June 16th, 2019. So a little over a year for it to be written. Um, is twenty five chapters and a little over forty five thousand words. Um, it is a mature fic um Anastasia, the nineteen ninety seven film, but there's also bits and pieces of the musical that came out, Mm. which is also like my favorite musical, like of all time. I truly just love this fic. It's film it is like my go to comfort film. Like it is if not, like, my favorite film of all time, at least my favorite animated film up there with, like, How to Train Your Dragons and, like, stuff like that. Yeah. I know you've never seen this movie.
1: <laughs> this is my biggest flaw as a member of the LGBTQ plus uh-huh. community. I have never consumed any Anastasia media It is in so any form. Good. I've heard fabulous yeah. things about it, and I'm going to use that word fabulous because... Yeah. <laughs> Like I've seen on TikTok, like some of the like behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. for the musical, yeah. And I was like, oh, that looks yeah. very pretty. And I've like sort of heard some of the music. I, you know, not the musical songs or anything. Fantastic. So, and then as Sydney mentioned, my aunt, yep, <laughs> worked, on <laughs> the movie, worked on the movie, which I didn't find out about until like three, two months ago. Yeah, three months ago. Yeah, my dad was like, oh yeah, you're yeah, on yeah, yeah, worked on that film, and I was like, huh, huh. What do you mean? Yeah. But, so
0: it's really a crime that you haven't seen this movie. Yeah.
1: This movie is just like... It's so... Somehow funny. dodged me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm literally just standing here. Yeah. Like, you just need to hit me. Yeah. That's it. And but,
0: um, I, I'm pretty sure it's on Disney Plus now. So you can, like, watch yeah,
1: it. Yeah. I caught my little sister watching mm-hmm. it the other day, but... I was like, I, ha- I have rehearsals to go. to. I have to leave.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I like I watched it because we had a DVD of it when mm. I was a kid. So like, I, like you couldn't watch it any other way. So like, yeah. I have like a well-worn DVD of it that I just would watch like when I'm sick or like I'll just like get the I'll just get the hint of just like I want to listen to Once Upon a December. <laughs> Let's go. But like it, I, I love that movie so much. Mm. Obviously, it's not like a perfect rendition of like the Russian Romanovs and like what happened to them. But like the oh,
1: it's about Russians? It's about I literally don't oh, okay. know any. I so literally don't you, know anything about it, this it movie. Because it takes some
0: parts of the movie and then some uh, not parts. Okay. So the movie Anastasia is about like the Romanovs. Okay, do you know you know about the Romanovs? I know basics. You know the basics of the yeah. Romanovs. So it's about like the lost daughter Anastasia and like mm. what happened to her. Okay. So obviously there was like in real life like the Romanovs were murdered <laughs> by the people of Russia,
2: mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in like
0: an uprising, and it was like speculated that the body of the youngest daughter Anastasia was never found mm-hmm. so people were like oh my god where is she like you know you ha- where could she be is she in hiding like did a relative of hers take her in like and that ne- no one ever knew where the the youngest daughter Anastasia Romanoff was mm-hmm. um and people kind of came up throughout history and like they were like I'm the ro- I'm Anastasia I'm Anastasia and like one woman kind of came close to, like, she had a lot of her memories, but she couldn't speak French fluently, which was, like, enough for them to discount her, basically, because mm-hmm. they were, like, the real Ro- Anastasia Romanoff would have known French. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, no one really knows what happened to Anastasia Romanoff. Mm-hmm. But Don Bluth in 1997 made the animated film Anastasia, which is basically a retelling of where what happened to the young Anastasia and what happened to her. Okay. Um, yeah, it has, you know, a lot of incredible characters who you will meet. It's got Anastasia, um, Dmitri Vlad, um, her grandmother, the uh, Grand Duchess Maria um, Fedinov- Federnova. <laughs> a lot of the names are in Russian.
1: I, <laughs> I, I would assume so. I have
0: done my best to pronounce name. the
1: names correctly. Do you know how many composers <laughs> that I pop up and I'm like... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> far far fari, yeah foray? foray and it's like i'm oh, sorry i don't speak fucking french yeah. i don't know yeah i don't use an umlaut in my mm-hmm. day-to-day life yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> i'm
0: sorry but then the musical came out i think like it was very recently that the musical anastasia yeah. came out and i got to go see that with my sister and my mother nice. and it is perfection like Did i see it? Yes. Uh, okay. Yes, I did see it at that the place great, you were thinking of. Great stage.
1: <laughs> great. I'm just saying, I perform there all the time, and I love it.
0: I did see it there, yeah. and it was perfection because it takes the film that was already created mm. and changes it in a way that it's more historically accurate. That's cool. Yeah. So it like in the film Anastasia, the main antagonist is um, Rasputin, who mm-hmm, is like mm-hmm. a real life right hand man to the king kind of situation. Yeah you know which is not historically accurate they like he was like a creepy dude but there was he was nothing involved in that but like in the film it's like him being like i want to take the Romanovs down and i want to take the power from myself kind of situation mm. and he puts a curse on the Romanovs to like kind of like a princess and the frog type situation gotcha. where he uses demons to like take them out and then give me power what a
1: good movie what a great movie okay last night i was in a disney mood yeah as i was driving home from my job dude the princess and the frog soundtrack mm-hmm. came up like so much it was like damn this yeah. crocodile getting yeah. it like what is happening <laughs> yeah so sorry you it's okay it
0: like, it's oh. kind of like that so but because they didn't finish off their job oh. they're like slowly eating away at rasputin because they were like i can give you six souls or however many are mm-hmm. in like the seven souls or whatever and they never got anastasia so the course of the movie is like trying to get anastasia back to her grandmother while Raspian was trying to kill her to, like, save himself from the curse okay. kind of situation. But in the musical, it's, like, actually the the Russian people who, like, they did the uprising and all this stuff. And it's a, it's a man who, like, feels that he has to, like, finish off the job by killing the last Romanov mm. kind of deal. Okay. So, and obviously the music, perfection. I've heard
1: great things Perfection. About it. I've heard bits and pieces here and there, because isn't there, like, a... Is it a necklace or something that's important? Does she have a necklace? Yes, she does have okay. a necklace. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Yeah,
1: I think that she was She has the a
0: necklace p- and a music box and... The music
1: box was another thing.
0: I, if anybody has that for me to buy, I would absolutely
1: love it. Well, because I saw, like, on the TikTok, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, how many, like, music boxes do we have to yeah. use during the set? Yeah. No. Like it was very decorative and very Mm -hmm. pretty, but I was like,
0: "Gorgeous!" (laughs) I was like, "Wow!" I don't know what this is. (laughs) The the dresses that she wears are gorgeous. Mm. Like, and again, I will listen to "Journey to the Past" and "Once Upon a December" any day of the week. They are two beautiful, amazing, gorgeous songs. I just love this movie so much. So it was like really a treat when this fic came up, Mm. and I like saved it and I started reading it, and I was like, "This is a gorgeously written fic," especially since like it has like it's very small. Like, it doesn't have, like, a lot of hits. It's, like, kind of very hidden, and I love finding those fics that are just, like, maybe don't get enough attention, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is perfection, and it should have more attention. So, here I am. (laughs) But, anyways, um, like I said, it has only about 6,800 hits, um, 397 kudos, 279 comments, and 600 bookmarks. Damn! So, if you guys would love to go give this... That's more than I got! Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I would appreciate it so much because I fell in love with this fic and like truly it got me out of the slump that I had last month from like just finding fics that I wasn't really into and I was like, oh, thank you so much. Um, So some of the tags are alternate universe, modern setting, alternate universe, ice skating, ice skating, pretend fake relationship, and mutual pining. Anastasia lets go of her grandmother's hand to glide down the ice. This girl, all of eight years old, wants to prove herself more than anything. If she did, her mother would promise her that she could stay with her grandmother for the rest of the season. And across the rink, a boy of 10 years old has snuck into the competition. Dimitri does not care for ice skating, but on a chilled and windy day like today, he'd rather be inside more than anything. That is until he sees a dot of strawberry hair hair twirl on the ice. He doesn't stop to think before running to the ice. He watches her every move, Every perfect jump and every exact land, he is so mesmerized that he cannot even stop to clap. So, obviously, Anastasia, Dimitri, he's just, like, he's, like, a poor kind of orphan kid. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't have much going for her. And then Anastasia, taking her from this, like, princess royalty thing makes her, like, ice royalty. Like, she is perfection in every regard. Mm -hmm. And so she finishes her her routine and when she looks up she sees that her sisters are all like cheering for her and then she hears like a boy's voice chanting her name and she turns to see this boy with the messy hair and the toothless smile and she laughs and she bows and he bows back to her which is a life changing moment for him because 10 years later he is ice skating on his own Mm
2: -hmm.
0: it was that moment that he was like i'm gonna get into ice skating most like specifically to see that if he could meet her Like, I can get close to her as possible. Like, and the only way I can do that is ice skating, because that's all I know of this person. Yeah. And so his routine finishes, and he decides that he's going to stay and watch Anastasia Romanoff defend her title, finally introduce himself, and try to impress this girl, who, for all intents and purposes, is ice skating royalty. Like, truly kind of untouchable. Kind of like Yuzu Hanyu. Mm -mm -mm. Ice skating royalty. Mm
2: -mm
1: -mm.
0: So he sits by his coach, Vlad, And he's wearing a puffy jacket stuffed to the collar with other people's gems and jewels. Hell yeah. (laughs) Because they still con men at the end of the day. (laughs) Like, they both know what it's like to be dirt poor. So if something like this slips from under them, like, you know, at least they have gems to sell kind of vibe. (laughs) So Dimitri, his score shows up on screen. It's the best score of the season, but it's not enough to meddle. Mm. And he's not happy or proud of this at all. And, you know, Vlad is there. He, like, pats him on the back. He's like, that, that's the best score you've got, buddy. Like, you should be proud. And he's just like, yeah, but I'm still, like, 7th, basically. Like, mm-hmm. he's not mm-hmm. enough to medal. And it's probably not been great because he's had trouble sleeping. And, you know, in the morning, he just couldn't shake the nervousness about meeting Anastasia. You know, more than he had it been about skating in the competition that day. So he walks around the city, and he shakes off those nerves. And he thinks about his father and the way that he talked about the city. You know, it's always been this proud, you know, imperial city. And his father, he's, like, frowned upon, like, the glitz and the glamour and all that stuff. So, you know, he's wondering, like, you know, what his father would think of him now and if he would approve of, you know, him, like, shimmying into ice skating, basically. Mm -hmm. Because he knew when he started ice skating that he would never truly belong. And we kind of learned this, I think, when Tanya Harding was big, that, like, she didn't have the best clothing and she always kind of looked poor and they always kind of looked down on her for that and so he's kind of the same where he has like secondhand costumes and he has to work twice as hard for those things
1: yeah yeah i think it just goes for any arts for sure thing in general Mm -hmm. or um anything that was meant to be for rich people only yeah for sure it's still it's still super present in like modern day don't get me wrong i (laughs) um i'm in the music program like it's it's not so much present in people that are like probably 40 years and younger sure like they've they've adapted to to new culture and they know how to use like facebook and like they you know they they know how to use social media. Which is nice, but it's especially present when, like, we have guests come to our mm-hmm. school and, like, like teach master classes and that kind of stuff, and they're, like, over the age of, like, 60 or yeah. so, and the way that they talk to you mm-hmm. is just like, oh, so you didn't talk to the, the guy, the yeah. white man, before me like that, but now you're gonna... Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm a woman. Yeah. And I'm plus size. Yeah. And I'm biracial. <laughs> you're just not gonna yeah you're just not gonna okay cool.
0: and i'm not from the richest family like, no i don't like, look like i'm not dripping in like brand names. no exactly
1: like don't get me wrong i go to fucking call i look like shit sure. constantly sure. like my hair is never gonna be yeah. the way i want it to look and i've i've accepted this mm-hmm. i just wear like workout pants like i wear leggings yeah <laughs> and a sweatshirt to school like sure. every day like i don't fucking mm-hmm. care unless it's something i need sure. to get ready for there are definitely people yeah. at the music school that look at me different. Sure. Because I don't sure. like dress up.
0: Present yourself. Yeah. Like
1: day. I don't wear heels every day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why the fuck w- I'm paying thousands of dollars to go to this yeah, school. Why would I do I'm that? not gonna do that every no. day. Like I'm not here to impress you. Yeah. Specifically you. Yeah. Like I'm here to impress myself yeah. and make myself better.
0: Yeah.
1: Fuck you. Anyway.
0: <laughs> so like it's kind of the same thing where like, you know, somebody who can't, you know Afford to look a certain way, yeah. or like wa- you know, even wants to look a certain way. For sure, like you know, getting looked down on to by judges and by the scores. when Fuck it's people like, like that. Fuck people like that. So he is walking in this field, or not the field, like the city, and he pulls out the last, you know, a couple of rubles, like all the money he has on him, basically, and he takes them out of his pocket to check that if it was enough to buy flowers for Anastasia.
2: Mm.
0: So then he sits and he waits with this tiny little bouquet of flowers and you know when the name anastasia is announced over the speakers no skater steps on the ice so there's a 15 minute intermission that follows and a gray-haired woman that's sitting next to dimitri in the stands is talking in frantic, like frantic french on the phone so she rushes downstairs and dimitri like follows behind her because he's nosy as we all are and Mm -hmm. wants to know what the fuck is going on and he's there when this old woman finds another woman and he recognizes this other woman as Anastasia's coach. Mm-mm-mm. She called hours ago and let me know that they were running late. But I've been calling and now she won't pick up. I've tried all the sisters, Nikolai, Alexandra, even Alexi, nothing. I, I don't want to worry you, but I am worried. Dimitri is never able to give Anastasia the small bundle of flowers. Because two days later, back in St. Petersburg... Every newspaper reports the story of that same fateful car accident. Mm. The shiny limousine, pride of Ambassador Nikolai Romanov, destroyed to unrecognition. The ambassador had questionable policies and powerful enemies. Rumors rose immediately. Seven bodies were recovered. (laughs) They had it coming, said Gleb. Now that the ice princess is dead, you might have a shot at the Olympics. Whoa. Dimitri punches him (laughs) immediately. Cool. He wasn't thinking about all the consequences that would follow. He was just thinking about that tiny flower bouquet that he left in Moscow. Mm. He was thinking about a little girl in a glittery pink dress, a memory that seemed like a lifetime ago. So somewhere else, a young woman wakes up on a hard bed. Her feet and her head are just truly throbbing and... She knows she should be elsewhere, but she doesn't Mm. know where elsewhere is. You know, she's scared and she's tired. And listening to, like, the other women around her, she learns that she's at, like, a convent. And she was found in the woods, covered in snow. No phone, no ID. She was just wearing a tracksuit that's covered in blood. Mm. The women that, you know, take care of her, they change her bandages and they sing her French lullabies. Every day, This the women, they ask her to remember. Like, anything. Like, can you remember why you out in the woods what happened to you you know there's at one point they mentioned in the fic that they think that maybe she was like a runaway from like an abusive husband kind Mm. of situation because like she was just in the woods like they have no idea where she (laughs) was there and around this time she's probably like 19 ish so (laughs) they like truly don't know how this just 19 year old like got into the middle of the woods like covered in blood yeah the you know, they ask her, you know, what her name is, what happened to her, she just literally can't remember. Mm-hmm. And in the hopes of jogging her memory, Mother Lords, who's one of the nuns, gives her a keychain with two pendants and a key. Uh, the bigger pendant is the letter A covered in just gorgeous rhinestones, diamonds, mm-hmm. v- valuable gems. And the smaller is a simple charm engraved with a frame with the phrase Together in Paris. And that's the, the pendant you were thinking about from the movies.
2: Okay.
0: You had it in your pocket when we found you. I thought it would help. Don't you remember anything from Paris? I don't. I'm sorry. But this small trinket makes her want to cry. Cry harder than any pain her wounds cause her, and Mother Lord fixes her hair, and she comforts her in a very motherly fashion. Did I tell you that I was a nurse before I took my vows? Some of the girls change their names when they take their vows because who you were is not as important as who you will become. I like that. I thought you would. You could choose a name for yourself. I can't keep calling you Little One forever. She likes being called Little One, though it's not as if it's the only thing that she's being called. Stray, dog, runaway, Mm. to name a few. Anya sounds nice. So Anya stays with the nurses. She cooks, she cleans, she takes care of the garden, and she kind of needs this piece because she gets, like, horrible nightmares. Like, about just, like, Things and sh- like shapes that she has no idea. It's just like bright lights and like like loud noises. Five nights at Freddy's. Five nights
1: at Freddy's. <laughs> Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa.
0: Um. So you know she's staying with um Mother Lords specifically until she tells her that she's moving. They're moving her to Poland to another convent.
2: Mm, mm, mm.
0: And she asks her how long, and she says three years, maybe longer. But I can talk with Mother Superior to ensure your place here if that's what you want. It's not. So, she says, well then, come to me to St. Petersburg. My plane leaves from there. So, Anya does. With her belongings stuffed inside a tiny backpack, she stays in St. Petersburg. So, three years pass between that infamous car crash and now.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> About early
0: 20s now, 22-ish for her. Yeah. And Dimitri has yet to break fifth place. And it's not something, you know, to brush off this time because this time his sponsor pulls out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is very important for like people in the arts programs, like pe- well, you're trying to make money somehow, and sponsors of th- the people that's that, your producer. That's your producer. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, after finally securing this financial support, he is now back to stealing and selling things, bartering, working back mm-hmm. in bars. And Anya, after locating relocating to Saint Petersburg, she found herself working as a janitor for an ice rink. She doesn't make a lot, but she has finally started dreaming of Paris again, um, because she's able to like sleep in the rink, like in this tiny storage area, so that she doesn't have to spend money on rent, mm. and she can just work and save money to start going to Paris. Because she's like, someone in Paris is waiting for me. But she also kind of felt pulled toward the uh, towards the ice, like the first time she walked into this place, she doesn't know why, and it wasn't until someone left behind a pair of ice skates that she knew she could even skate. Mm. Now every time she finishes early, she's asked to skate. Um, it was the first time something felt right, like the first time something like clicked.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And it might be lonely now, but this was enough for her. Dimitri's not doing much better himself. So no one wants to sponsor him, and to Vlad his coach, his only, you know, hope is, you know, this woman, Maria Federnova. Um, who is Anastasia's grandmother. She has a foundation that supports Russian skaters and pays for their training in France. So mm. they're like, this is our only way. It's for her to, like, sponsor you. But there's one catch, and that's the foundation only helps Russian female skaters in memory of her late granddaughter, Anastasia. Mm. But that doesn't stop Dmitri. He finally gets someone on the phone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from the, the the organization. Thank you. I was going to say Federation. That's not the right word. <laughs>
1: I think you were thinking of Foundation. Foundation.
0: Thank you so much. And then
1: it just got, like, caught up in a (laughs) whirlwind.
0: So, you know, yes, I know. But the thing is is that I'm transferring from singles to pairs. And it's with this promising local skater. She's new to competitive skating. So I thought I'd arrange for the interview on her behalf. And surprisingly, they offer him an interview and a performance evaluation. So, of course, Vlad's like, you don't have a partner. So what the fuck are you thinking, buddy? Yeah. And he's like, this is the only chance that we've got we have to like think of something. So they go through dozens and dozens of girls in the auditions and he's just not convinced that he's found the one yet. And he, he knows there's the perfect girl out there and he just has to find her. And then he does one morning when he gets to the rink at 4am, he like, he, he is made like, he made a key. So Mm. he like gets in before anybody else and he sees a young woman. Her hair is covered in a ratty hat and she wears clothes far too big for her. But there was this undeniable beauty in the way that she skates. Mm. So him and Vlad, they stop Anya, throwing this plan at her. And she's cautious at first. She wants to go to Paris. Because their whole plan is like, we skate for us, we go to Paris. Bada bing bada boom. (laughs) We skate forever, right? Yeah. And, you know, she's like, I want to go to Paris, but like skating competitively, like I just just remembered that I had this skill to begin with. Dmitri says, We held auditions last night and nobody could do what you did on that ice And Vlad says, I've been coaching for well over twenty years now and that kind of talent you have should not go to waste. It's precious. Have you not ever thought about it? And Anya goes, I, I don't know, but it's hard to imagine it and then go back to sleeping in a storage room. Hmm. So they'll help us and, and we'll help you. So this is when we break into like a practice montage. It's not only because Anya has to like pick skating back up but because they have to like skate together which neither of them have done Mm -hmm. and you know it's kind of you know if you've ever done anything single like playing a solo playing alone and then trying to you know do something with someone else very difficult even if you were very good at the thing Mm -hmm.
2: that you are doing Mm -hmm.
0: Um, so they kind of suck at first glance but it also is very cute because the training montage is very similar to the one they have in the movie um where they're training her to be a princess Mm -hmm. so in the movie, they're trying to train her to be the Princess Anastasia by having her learn different things about the family and have her, like, do the book on the head to make her stand-up right. So, yeah. it's kind of like that, which is very cute. They, like, took lines from it. And
1: nice.
0: Beautiful. Um, so, you know, they haven't broken through, and they've been fighting the whole time, you know, with Dimitri. And then Vlad just goes, okay, close your eyes and picture this. You've just finished your free dance program, and you're proud. You trust the person next to you. You can hear your heart pounding and you're out of breath. But the program is over and everyone in the stands is clapping. You turn to face the judges knowing you couldn't have danced better. Anya could see it all so clearly. So vivid that it didn't feel like she was imagining it. She could feel the sweat on the nape of her neck. She could hear the buzz of the blinding lights above her. She could feel the waves of applause ripple through her. And before she knew it, she was bending her left knee, taking her right hand to her chest, Bowing her head, a wide smile on her face. When she stood up, she didn't feel like herself. She felt luminous, regal, and delicate. And after this, everything gets a little easier. There's, like, less fighting, you know, more competitive, like, flirty banter kind Mm. of thing. And Anya is able to do things that she truly never thought she could do. um, But she's getting tired easier. And neither Dimitri or Vlad, like, know why. But they can see that, like, she's getting paler. And, like, she's just not looking great. And then they find out that she has continued her job this whole time. So, like, working six-plus hours a day and then skating afterwards, which is, like, not great (laughs) for someone health-wise. So they're like, you have to quit your job. Like, you literally have to quit your job. And she's like, but what if this doesn't go over well? I can't just be homeless again, you know? Like, I can't just be living out in the street because I quit my job for this, like, cockamamie fantasy we got going on. Mm -hmm. So... Dimitri's like then come like live with me he's got this like tiny apartment but like he works at a bar like most of the night so he's just like you like we can walk to practices together and then like I I'll just work and and like you can sleep in the bed I'll sleep on the couch like we just have to have you in tip-top shape like we can't have you like working all this time and doing like ice skating practice basically Mm -hmm. so at first living with her is like fine they don't really see each other that much and then Dimitri comes home from a night at the bar to her screaming bloody murder from her nightmares mm. and there's like not much he can do but like comfort her while she's there and like try to distract her yeah like that's it like what are you supposed to do especially when she doesn't know what she's having nightmares about she's just mm. like i don't know <laughs> it's just like fire and screaming like, i don't even know why i'm having these nightmares so they really just throw themselves into practice and they pick um, the music that they're going to do for like their final performance, and they choose Maria Federnova's favorite song, which is Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake.
1: Wow,
0: beautiful song. Which part? I don't know. They don't get that specific. You can't just
1: say Swan Lake. Okay, that's the entire fucking <laughs> ballet. You gotta say what act, what scene, okay, what part we doing. I don't baby. know. Baby, I can't do that for you. So you just have
0: to be happy with what you're given. It's Swan Lake. Tchaikovsky's Russian, isn't he? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay, that makes sense then. Anyways, they're practicing lifts and they and jumps, and at night they walk home together and they watch movies before bed. Um, but without a doubt, Dmitri's always awoken by her screams. Um, and then one night, Anya grabs his hand before he leaves, and she says, can you stay with me a little while longer? And Dmitri immediately leaves the room. <laughs> right. And at first she's like oh, damn, I fucking crossed a line, didn't I? (laughs) So he left because he is pulling in the couch from the other room so that, that, like, they can sleep together without, like, shoving themselves together in this tiny twin size bed. And they watch other figure skating routines. They're taking notes of what they want to include in their routine. Mm. And, you know, Dimitri, like, doesn't know how to incorporate a quip step, but, like, Anya, for some reason, does. She's like, I'll I'll teach you. And when Dimitri looks up, the mid-morning sun behind Anya makes her hair glow like a halo he gets up dazzled and they dance in the bouncy way drunken people do barking with laughter and messing up steps he likes her this way with her hair down and her blinding grin alive and carefree but dimitri isn't the only one who's noted such odd things about her like how she knows some things or the things that she does um during training one day vlad notes that she can she's like she skates like she's had french training like classical Mm -hmm. french training and Dimitri says that, oh, yeah, well, she can she can speak French, too. And he's like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, she, like, mumbles it in her sleep sometimes. Like, she knows French, for sure. But, like, whenever I talk to her about it, like, she doesn't realize she knows French. Hmm. So, but now that Anya's getting back in the ice, she's attracting more attention. Because she's, like, a new skater. No one's ever seen her before. And now she's competing with Dimitri, who's, like, a classically awful skater. Like, not the best skater. Hmm. Um, and so... You know, there's this one guy Gleb Vaganov, um, and if you don't remember, he was one who said good riddance to the Romanov family <laughs> in the beginning. Um, so he latches on to Anya, and he wants to like take her out, and he's chatting her up, and she's like visibly uncomfortable. And he's only standoffish after he finds out that she is Dimitri's skating partner. He's not the only one to act strange about Dimitri. Um, Like one night they're walking home and there's this uh, from like the bar, like where Dmitri's working and they're walking home and there's this group of guys that harass Anya and Dimitri and they get out of it like not unscathed, but fine. Mm. And Dimitri jokes that this is just the plight of Sudenevs. Um, His father died in a human rights protest and his mom had passed long before that.
2: Mm.
0: Who raised you? Oh, uh, no one. I raised myself. Look at us Anya thinks just two sappy orphans with impossible dreams. Just <laughs> tears. Mm. <laughs> so they're getting closer and closer to competition time and they're competing to get into the this like kind of like a grand prix situation. Mm, mm, mm. And you know they're improving technically on the ice but they're nowhere like near emotionally prepared. Like they need they need to be like lovers. Like the like Swan Lake
1: they, No, I know the <laughs> <I'm> tra- <laughs> yeah, yeah, trust yeah, me yeah. when it, happen- it happens all the time yeah. in orchestra, especially when you're doing, like, quartet work, mm-hmm. which is very, like, not to be, like, but very intimate with yeah. the other people that you're playing. It depends on what you're playing, but no matter what, there's still, like, an emotional mm-hmm. component that you have to, like, click yeah. with these other three to, you know, however yeah. many other people, and it's very hard. Mm-hmm. It is extremely hard.
2: Yep, yep, yep,
0: So, like, they're getting their ridiculous. technically (laughs) emotionally not so much because they're supposed to be acting like lovers and they're like so like boards they're like so stiff around each other and so awkward and they're like you guys are like you're full adults like get your act together at this point (laughs) you know and Anya comes up with this brilliant plan she says it's simple really we just pretend to be together dating and we gain this sympathy through this love story And it's a wild plan. Crazier than anything Dimitri has ever thought up of. And there was no way they could ever pull off dating. Because they can't even pull off skating in a romantic sense together. But she is convincing him to be like, all you've ever been known for is the poor boy who has been skating singles this whole time. Mm. But you could be the outcast who is redeemed by love. Leaving everything to skate with the one that you love. And he's like, fine like let's like yeah that's a good idea (laughs) like let's do it basically Mm -hmm. you've charmed me you've charmed me darling (laughs) and anya immediately regrets the whole decision immediately Mm. regrets the whole plan because she doesn't realize that they have to act like they're dating
1: (laughs) yeah girl it's your plan
0: act holding hands being very touchy that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and if like no one you know remembers this girl doesn't remember 19 years of her life so she's like if i have a boyfriend I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've just been single this whole time, and I don't know what it's like. I've only known survival, basically. And it's especially bad because, like, Dimitri is so smooth. Like, he, truly, like, the smoothest. Like, he can do anything. And she's like, how did you say that to me so calmly without, mm-hmm. like, losing your shit? Yeah. So, you know, when they get home, Anya immediately distanced herself from Dimitri. And he's like, we're never going to pass, th- like, like, a couple if you keep acting like this basically so they get closer he holds her hand kisses her knuckles rests his forehead on hers just you know for practice <laughs> and after you know this kind of moment that they have vlad notes that they're skating better than ever and the longer this stunt goes on the more they the lines in the sand get like blurred mm-hmm. Anya doesn't give Dimitri his clothes back at the end of the day, you know, like sweaters that she's been taking. He hugs him from behind while he's cooking dinner. Dimitri kisses her temple when they sit on the couch. And every single time they're like, whoops, (laughs) didn't mean to do that. (laughs) Sorry. So after all of this, all this like, whoops, sorry, Dimitri comes home from work and he kisses her and it's he says it's for the show. You know, someone's going to ask us to kiss. Some like pushy journalists, something like that, and, mm-hmm. and you know if we mess up a kiss, immediately game over. You know what I mean? It has to be second nature for us. And she's like, right, right, it's all for the show. Yeah, yeah. There's like no reason for her to feel like giddy and like swept off her feet. Like she's, I, it's for the show, absolutely, one hundred percent. But she's also like, how how am I supposed to go back to being like skating partners, roommates, friends, like after like each time you kiss me like yeah. it just you dig yourself into a deeper hole so when they finally finish their exhibition performance it's the best performance they've ever given and nothing can stop her from kissing that man in the middle of the ice and when they go back into the locker room Dimitri's like what the hell was that I'm sorry Anya it was a good skate there was no need to oversell it right yeah and it's you know the quick kisses the flirting the absent-minded touching it was all lies and she had been stupid to forget that she could barely keep her stomach from twisting as they listen to the judges and their critiques and you know he's right they they did good she didn't need to oversell it and Anya's getting ready to leave when she's stopped by a judge um Morozova you know we've been wondering um are are you related to Anastasia Romanoff you look so similar uh I I don't think so I was raised in a convent so I don't really know anything about my family I'm, I'm sorry, you know what, I'm sorry, we just had to ask. And she has never heard of that name before, and she found it odd that the judge stopped her to ask her this single question. Mm. So she wanted to know, and the only person she could think of to ask was Dimitri. So she, you know, Dimitri, do you know, do you know someone called Anastasia Romanoff? He says, oh yeah, well, she was she was a single skater, and she, she was said to be one of the greatest Russian skaters of the decade, but um, she died in a car crash at 17. So, oh, I'm... So sorry. Was she one of your friends? Not really. Uh never met her properly, but you know, she was like skating royalty. It's an awful tragedy. The whole family died in the car crash. Anya doesn't know this girl. She never heard of the name until now, but her mm. heart breaks and her body like shrivels up like it does when she has like one of her nightmares. So now, like, participating in the qualifiers and keeping herself in check about her feelings for Dimitri, she spends, like, an unordinary time researching Anastasia. She learns all she can about her family, her career, and when Anya looks at the girl, it's, it's like she was looking at her life, like, mm. what it could have been. She watches every video she can find, and, you know, they learn that they're not going to Moscow. Like, they didn't make it to the Rostam Cup, and she wants to go so badly. She just wants to stand where Anastasia stood, um, and just like fate intend. Dimitri, Anya, we're going to Moscow. The host pick, the, the boy, he had an injury, and the officials liked you so much last time, We're going in their place. We're going to Moscow.
1: <laughs>
0: Anya never thought a city she's never been to could feel so familiar. Not only Moscow, but, like, the ice rink in Moscow. Dmitri picks the locks of the entrance early one morning so they can get into practice before anyone gets there, and her chest is, like, really tight being on this ice that Anastasia Romanoff had once skated all those years ago, the place where she had made her name. The moment she steps onto the ice, Anya starts doing these step sequences for a program she doesn't remember. Following music that's not there, doing jumps like she, that she'd never attempted before— And in the absolute silence, she could have sworn she heard rapturous applause. She falls to her knees and cries. Dimitri, like, immediately rushes to her side, letting her just sob into his shirt. And she's, like, unable to explain why she's even crying. Like, she doesn't know why. She's Mm -hmm. just like, there's this just weird emptiness that I just can't explain to you. And afterwards, Anya just doesn't quite feel like herself. She's more distracted than usual, and her nightmares are just more vivid than ever and the first day of competition comes sooner than she would have wanted, and she's so nervous, she could, like, choke, um, but she doesn't, she glides on that ice like, it's her only saving lifeline. Both performances go flawlessly, and everyone is blown away when their names are in second place, and there's a few skaters, like, in front of them, you know how, like, you see someone's name on the, like, top, and then they just slowly get pushed down, so they're like, we're gonna get pushed down, so they, like, stay to the sidelines, they're not doing anything, but, like, you know little by little pairs they go by and their names stay up there and third place they won third place and someone shouting like kiss her kiss her and dimitri is not sure if the voice belonged to vlad or a cameraman but he's more than happy to give in and he cups her face and he expects that same eagerness that he found when she kissed him on the ice before but instead anya like it's very much show kiss like there's no emotion behind it whatsoever yeah. On the podium, Dimitri, like, howls with joy, and it was everything he could have dreamed of, e- even just being on a podium, to be honest, but this fantasy that he has in his head is, like, sullied by another voice asking whether that adoring stare of the girl next to him was even partially real. So they are swapped by press afterwards, and Dimitri is flabbergasted at, at how Anya is just talking to them. She's, like, modest, and she's charming them, and, like... Like, she's, she's speaking perfect French and, and English, and everyone loves her. It's like she's done this, like, a thousand times before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look at her, Vlad. Going off and speaking French, charming everyone. She'll break your heart. I told you. It's not like that. And that night, before they part to their respective hotel rooms, Dimitri kisses her. And it's awful. Not the kiss, because Anya likes that, but she wants more. Mm. wants it to be real they have an awful practice the next morning and they're horribly awkward and Anya's keeping Dimitri at an arm's leg until she just can't do it anymore and she goes like I don't want this half and half thing we're doing I don't want it I'm tired of course uh, yeah last night I'm sorry that won't happen again I no I last night I I wanted that and it's silent until Dimitri's face splits into a wide grin thank god for real this time for real this time. Cute. Cute. So they don't. we don't get a lot of pining for long, mm-hmm. but it's still very cute, and I love it a lot. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. also very funny because they're like, we can't tell Vlad this. Because they're like, he's going to say, like, you know, dating your co-worker is only going to get you, like, uh, in trouble, basically. Mm-hmm. So they try to hide it from Vlad, but, like, he knows the whole time. <laughs> he's just like, there's even a line where he's just like, yeah, they, they think they're hiding it from me, but, like, I know... So, it's very funny, but it, they're just very cute together. Um, so, when they get back to St. Petersburg, everything couldn't be greater. Except for, you remember their, their trip to Paris that they promised her. So, um, that turns out they have no money for that. At least there's no money for all of them. You know, the people who had been helping them, they took a cut of the prize money. So, now they only have enough for Anya. Hmm. but Anya doesn't want to go alone because not only did they make this promise that, you know, they could take her, but now she's gotten, like, attached to him. Like, they're dating. Like, you can't just be starting to date someone and be like, au revoir, I'm going to a whole other country, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's,
1: I mean, you could. They, they do it different in Europe. She don't want to.
0: <laughs> um, So she, they don't have the kind of I money, mean, though, that just, like, Drop your life here, we gotta get an apartment in Paris, tickets to Paris, passports to Paris. Like, they don't have that kind of money. Mm -hmm. But, she finds her keychain. The one that they found on her in the woods. Together in Paris. She hesitates for a second before handing it over to Dimitri. You can say the pendant is silver-plated or something, just sell it. Uh, where did you get this? I had it on me when they found this. Anya, these are diamonds. The stones... You've had a pocket full of diamonds on you this whole time. And it's enough. It's enough to live in Paris for months. They could even all fly first class if they wanted. Then every second is dedicated to France. Getting their papers, polishing their programs, selling whatever they could, working after hours. They're friends from the rink. They give them a farewell party. And when everything gets quiet and people start splitting off, there are Anya and Dimitri. Will you miss it? Russia. When we're gone. Will you miss it? I don't know. I've never been anywhere else. I was born here, raised here. I can't even speak a word of anything other than Russian. It's okay if you miss it. It's your home. No, it's just where I lived for a while. There's nothing here for me anymore. Will you? I don't know either. It feels like I'm leaving something very important behind, but I just can't remember what it is. Unfortunately, the nightmares don't stay behind in Russia. So they're in the airport, like on the way to, to Paris, basically, when um, in the parking lot, a car crashes against the wall, slamming headlight, you know, in the process. No one's hurt, but Anya is woken up by the sound and screams, where are they? God, please, we have to help them, please. It's all my fault. And it takes Dimitri like a moment to bring her back and to remind her that like they're just in an airport. And it's the first time that he kind of realizes that there's something bigger going on that neither he or she are even aware of. Mm -hmm. So, somewhere far away, Lily sits on an ornamented sofa in, in a Paris apartment she shares with Maria Federnova. She's going throughout the applications she's received for their foundation, and they come across Dimitri and Anya. There's a lot of rumors circulating about the two. They're young, Dimitri's only been a single skater before now, and Anya's never set foot on the ice before. You know, there's a lot of gossip to fuel a legend, for sure. Next thing you know, they'll be talking about how Morozova looks totally like the late Anastasia Romanoff. Cut that off, Lily. Maria Federnova comes into the room that very second. When will these vultures let the dead rest in peace? They throw around her name like she meant nothing. No, Maria, she's remembered. She's adored even now. That's my family, my name, my Anastasia. I should be the one with the last word on how they remembered, not the press. So Lily goes to watch their bronze winning performance. Anya, um, especially Anya's performance. You know, every jump, every twirl. it's, It's not until the cameras zoom in on her face that Lily's heart stops. She gets closer to the screen. She holds her breath, and it's uncanny. Mm -hmm. Her chest tightens with the memory of the little ice princess, the girl that she taught for years. So she calls down for more information about the pair, but to her surprise, they're already here for the interviews about the gala. So Lily rushes down to the ring and finds them immediately. And as they walk off the ice, Anya offers her a kind smile as she jogs to catch up with Dimitri while there is no recognition in her eyes it makes lily choke up with the memory of anastasia from behind the skaters comes a tall figure and a face that lily knows all too well fancy seeing you here vlad popov so just to catch up they did it in the past and they even thought about marriage until she returned home one day that find he was gone along with all their stuff cool so here we are now He's here at her rank, at her rank, wanting to get financial aid from the foundation that she co-runs. So they're sort of kind of fucked Mm -hmm, in -hmm. that regard. Um, But Lily is a kinder woman than is led on to believe. And she won't get in their way because of Vlad. Um, But she wants to know everything about Anya. So he does. He tells her that they found her as a janitor. She doesn't have a last name or a past for all they know. And now they're here in love. Incredibly poor. I know you're too proud to ask, but I would like to help in whatever way I can. Better costumes, some polishing for the programs, I have a good feeling about your team, Vlad. So Lily comes to the next practice, polishing what they've already created, and she is just so familiar to Anya. Her teaching style, the way she talks, it's so strange, but she enjoys her time with the woman. She buys buys them shiny new performance costumes that they never thought they would you know, could afford, Mm -hmm. and you know, even likes talking to her, but Dimitri, he's never seen her like this. As soon as they get to Paris, she's like poised and sophisticated. You know, still the Anya he knows, but like better. Mm -hmm. And as soon as Lily comes, he just feels like she's slipping through his fingers. So then. We're in chapter 16, and it's so fucking sad because it's just flashbacks of Anastasia's life, like before the car accident. And it's with, you know, her family and her relationship with her grandmother Mm -hmm. and how, you know, they got because of figure skating. And the very last memory of her is just her grandmother leading her to an empty building and is telling her that she and Lily were going to make it into an ice skating rink so that when she can't compete anymore, she could take it over and teach younger generations. Until then, here's your key. Anastasia turns the key around in her fingers, and on the back it reads, Together in Paris. Mm. Heartbreaking. So, back to their present. Anya and Dimitri are getting ready for the gala. It's a three-day event, and Maria Federnova will be present for the second day to watch their free dance. And if she doesn't like them, there'll be no chance for a sponsor. So they have to get it perfect.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm,
0: First day passes passes without a hitch. The duo skates like they always have, beautifully, technically superb. They feel on top of the world. And they can't help but have, like, hope. A sponsorship can lead them to the Olympics before they... What, quiet retirement. Because you can't figure skate your whole life. Like, it's a very demanding sport. Mm-hmm. You can't be like Sean White at like... What is he? Is he in his 40s now? I have no idea. He's like... But he's like an
1: older dude. He's old. He's older, yeah.
0: So they're like, you can't figure skate like your whole life. Like, even Yuzuru Hanyu is like pretty young for like considering a normal person to be. But he's like, I'm retiring after this. And you're like, yeah, because it fucks with your body Mm -hmm. so you know dimitri wants to be a coach after this and he even tells anya that she would she's good enough to be like a full-fledged choreographer and she's like i i've never been able to think past tomorrow basically i just want to dream of those beautiful plans but i feel like i should be better be as good as anastasia was you're as good as she was anya do you really believe that i do Did you ever meet her anastasia once dimitri met her once i was 10 and it was my first december i'd spent without my dad i was pickpocketing and sleeping in the streets that day it was freezing cold and i ended up in the rink that i i had found you in there were there was a figure skating competition and I, i had never really cared for that kind of thing but i stayed Then this music started playing, and it was like a lullaby, and this tiny girl was jumping on the ice like it was the easiest thing in the world. I started running towards the ice. The way she moved, Anya, she stood so straight and moved so elegantly like a princess. When she finished her program, I started cheering for her, and she turned to me and smiled. (laughs) I can see it. Little Dimitri running towards the ice and cheering. She took a bow, and you bowed too. And Dimitri stops, cold, going silent. He looks down at Anya, who's practically fast asleep. And he doesn't know how she knows that. Because he never told her that. Mm -hmm. And an awful fear climbs up his throat. And suddenly the idea of Anya walking away from, from him becomes very, very real. Dimitri brushes her hair back and finds the scar on her hairline. And suddenly that jagged mark looks too much like the scar you'd get after slamming your face into a glass pane. Dimitri tries to remind himself that there were no survivors. They found all seven bodies, but he can't help but listen to his heart, who was telling him that lying next to him was the real Anastasia Romanoff. So he runs, far from their shoddy Paris apartment and far from the fear that, you know, if the right person knew the truth, she'd be taken back from the life that she had lost, the life that had no room for the poor orphan boy from St. Petersburg. So Dimitri's keeping this kind of big secret, Mm -hmm. um, but he knows he needs to tell her eventually. You can't just keep an entire identity from somebody their whole life, Um, but he doesn't know how to bring it up. So he obviously goes to Vlad first and it doesn't go great because like, what do you expect someone to say when they're like, you know, the girl you've known for the last like year? She's she's she was the dead girl. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, Vlad has known Dimitri longer, and he knows that, like, he wouldn't say this if he was absolutely positive about it. So, you know, the next course of action is to figure out what their next step is. So, we found her and brought her to her grandmother in Paris. We found the, li- we, you know, we found the lost ice skating princess, and you all disappear. Anastasia Romanoff doesn't need a skating partner, but you love her. She deserves better. So Dimitri makes up his mind. Hmm. After he makes sure that Maria Federnova recognizes her granddaughter, he'll leave. She could have everything as Anastasia, but as Anya, she can only go so far. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: So if this was going to be the last time, he's going to make their skate the best. And he sees her immaculate white skates, the richest blue dress accentuated by rows and rows of beads and sequins, red lips, and the bluest eyes he's ever seen. Any doubt he had that that Anya was Anastasia disappears. And he pulls out a small velvet pouch as a farewell token. What's this? It's for luck. Anya takes out a delicate silver chain. Dangling from the middle was her pendant together in Paris. He could never sell it. His hands shake as he puts the necklace on her, swallowing an I love you, kissing her shoulder as a silent final goodbye. And then the box sits Maria Federnova as she watches the performance. She used to love this, loved watching the young skaters, you know, fight for their chance at a dream. And now it's just more heartbreaking because every year she tries to find another young girl with as much passion and determination and talent as her Anastasia. And every year she's disappointed. Mm. But this year... She watches a petite girl glide on the ice during warm-up. Maria reaches for her binoculars and watches her go graceful, fierce, and her heart races. She turns to Lily. Who is that? That's Anya Morozova from Petersburg and her partner. And the old woman, like, deflates. Her Anastasia would have never been a pair. She owned the ice all by herself. And she turns away from them. She will not believe in ghosts again. Everything happens at a blur. Their performance is over before Aunt Anya can even register that she's on the ice. And they hug tight. And as they bow, she feels extremely aware of everything around her. You know, the jingle of her dress, the, mm-hmm. the muffled thud of roses and teddy bears on the ice and the empty seat behind Lily. And she tells her that Maria left Anya's for, you know, after she wobbled for the first time and Dimitri's pleading, like, please let Maria see Anya and him, but it's, like, not that easy. Vlad tells him that she doesn't want anything to do with the girl that fed off her granddaughter's death. So Dimitri won't take it. He barges into the room, determined for Maria to see Anya. Please, we've come all the way from St. Petersburg. Some have come all the way from Timbuktu, young man. You're not special. I, I understand that your first impression of us Was not stellar, but I'll take the blame for that. Just talk to Anya, please. She deserves that much. Whatever scheme you had planned out won't work. So stop playing the sappy love story. It's pathetic. What's your name, young man? Dimitri? Yes. Fifth place at Nationals, was it? How fitting you had to pay for a partner to make your career rise. I do remember you, Dimitri. I remember you trying to take whatever you could from me that very day I lost my family please you have to listen she she's come all this way to find you and Anya's listening to this whole thing and she can't believe what she's hearing she can't believe that Dimitri would try to pass her off as some long-lost relative for them to win and she gets it she gets why they were doing all of this I can't believe I was so stupid when you said I was the perfect partner for you it only meant that I reminded you of your precious Anastasia right Please listen. Everything is different because you are Anastasia. You remember the competition. You, The one I was at, you bowed at me. You're Anastasia. There's no stopping her as Anya slips out of his grasp. When Dimitri gets back home, Anya's not there. She used the little money that she had to buy a hotel room. Just anything to get away from him because Mm -hmm. how could she be that stupid? She should have known the first time he brought her up that he was just using her as a piss poor replacement for a girl he could never get. And how dare he take light, he took this light of kindle of hope in her. She has never known a family, never remembered if she had had one anyway. So just a pendant and a few fuzzy memories. And, and so what if she knows someone's waiting for her in Paris? So what if she sort of kind of remembers being at that ice rink before now? Mm-hmm. So what? So this whole time, Anya has had this friend named Sophie. Um, they do normal things. They get ready together for four competitions, talk about boys. And, of course, they're talking about Dimitri and this whole situation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, Sophie asks her some questions. Um, not a lot, but just enough that she calls Dimitri that night. I believe it's her, too. We have to fix this. So they put a plan together to get Maria and Anya in a, a specific rink at the, a specific rink at the same time which isn't hard to do. They get Anya to go there under like a training ruse and Maria with the prospect of buying a new ice rink together. Mm. So Maria walks in and finds one lone skater who has been abandoned by her friends. The music changes abruptly, something that is both eerily familiar to both women. She recognizes the skater, Anya, but she was a completely different skater. There was nothing slow or unsure of how she skated. There was purpose to each movement. Her jumps made her seem weightless. Her spins were ethereal, reminding her of memories she'd left untouched for so long. To her surprise, she found herself predicting Anya's next moves, because she'd seen this program all before. Anya stops in the middle of the ice and sobs. She sobs at the memories of dancing on her father's shoes and of finding three pairs of the same blue eyes cheering for her in the stand, She sobs with the memory of a gold medal around her neck and the sound of glass breaking as they were run off the road. And when she looks up, Anya finds Maria Federnov on the ice with her. I'm I'm so sorry, madame. How long did it take you to learn that program? There were no recordings of that dance. She was supposed to present it for the first time the day of the accident. I didn't learn it. I remembered it. Why are you here in Paris? Because I know it's not all for this sponsor i want to find my family let them know i'm all right maybe remember who i was before and anya pulls out what she had cherished her whole life together in paris Mm -hmm. maria takes the necklace from her hands shaking and she smells this familiar scent orange blossoms you know i dropped a jar of hand cream on the carpet and my mom was so angry My grandmother used to put it on my hands before I competed so that she would be on the ice with me, too. Maria blinks once, twice, then she opens her eyes, and her Anastasia is in front of her, alive and well and just as beautiful as the day she left her. Hmm. And up in the stands, Dimitri knows that he is no longer needed. So they get together. There's a lot to catch up on. There's a very sweet scene where, like, Lily comes back in, and she's like, do you remember? Do you not remember? And she's mm. like, Lily, I remember. And there's like, they're just sobbing. Like, it's mm. very sweet. And Maria wants to make the announcement at the gala tonight that Anastasia <laughs> has arisen from the dead,
2: okay. basically.
0: You know, they're like, my heir is back. The, the This royal figure skater is back, and we have to tell everybody. Mm. And Anya feels like she should be happy about the whole thing, but she feels like she's suffocating how is she suddenly supposed to be this other person when she doesn't remember anything about her still? Like, bits and pieces are coming back, but, like, it's still not all there. Mm-hmm. And she, all she wanted was a family. Like, sh- does she really want all of this too? So as she collects herself, Dimitri is collecting his things to leave Paris. Vlad keeps telling him that he's, he's making a mistake. Don't leave. Like, you are you're, you're going to be missing out on something. And he might be so, but only time will tell. So he is in the airport and he sees Anya and every woman, in red hair and blue eyes, And the ticket, in his pocket, and Anya sees him in every man at the gala, but he's not there. She knows it. He's probably going to some fancy country with all that reward money he got from Maria. Oh, uh, actually, he refused the reward money that we offered. He did take a plane ticket, though. Proud, stubborn boy. Makes me think of another hot-headed skater I know. And Maria knows that look on her face. She saw it on her son's face when he looked at his wife. Saw it on her own husband's face. And she knows that Anya has to find her own happiness. Hmm. And that her aunt, Anastasia, is no longer the girl she once knew. She watches her granddaughter walk out of the gala. And Anya pulls out her phone, hoping that she can catch him before it's too late. And she hears his voice softly on the other end. Dimitri, I, I thought you were... I, pl- I have to tell you, hold on a minute. I'm almost there. And in the middle of the parking lot, Covered in snow. There he is. I thought you were on a plane. I I was. uh, My suitcase is on the way to Vienna, but I couldn't join it. It's a beautiful city. Lots of museums. You'd positively hate it. Have you been? I think I have. Long ago. Why'd you come back? I don't really know. I just couldn't not see you get everything you wanted. Is it everything you wanted? In a way? I just wish I didn't have to be her. Is the crown too heavy princess i missed you me too so anya and dimitri step out onto the ice one last time only the chosen few know the truth of the young girl gliding like perfection and the boy who looks at her with nothing but adoration as he twirls her above him anya has chosen to be anya and maria's granddaughter the public will always mourn the grand ice princess Anastasia Romanoff, but Maria gets to see her granddaughter grow into a beautiful young woman as she trains on her ice, Dimitri at her side. The Olympic-winning duo takes the rink over when they retire from the ice and spend every day training the next great skaters. It's quiet, it's peaceful, but most importantly, it's hers. Anya and Anastasia's, finally as one. Happy, fulfilled, remarkable. And that is... Holding Tight as the Dancer's World by Punta coma uh, I loved it. Thank you so much. <laughs> it was perfection! I loved the ice skating. I loved the story. Honestly, this made me learn any story like this. Perfection. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, perfection. I didn't want to say it in the middle, but this is definitely almost very similar to... Oh, it's to... very similar to the movie. No, no, I don't know anything about the movie, Oh, you're right. <laughs> you're right. No, about the shut up and dance with me thick
0: yes it is you yeah. know yeah you're right but you started like, like
1: going through it and i was like wait a minute listen
0: i have a pattern <laughs> a oh. pattern of thick i like yeah i've noticed <laughs> yeah, but it's very similar to the movie and i specifically like these because i like the moment of like they know mm. like they realize and you're like mm. like I'm making you watch that goddamn movie, because there's a scene in the movie where Dimitri realizes it's Anastasia, and the scene, like, it, it's much better in the movie, just because honestly, like, nostalgia and, like, all this stuff, but, like, it's one of the best scenes I've ever seen, ever, ever, <laughs> like, it's truly one of the best things I've ever seen, and I, I'm making you watch this fucking movie,
2: okay,
0: you need to, it's sacrilege that you haven't watched this movie already, um, but, yeah happy olympics everybody (laughs) i just wanted this to be a fun figure skating i'm so glad i found this fic to begin with i feel like since it has like such low engagement it's hard to find fics like this that are like so well written but like aren't as popular as others because you know obviously a lot of people look for kudos first and what are
2: you talking
0: about maybe this is a lesson to find some fics that are like under a thousand kudos and or even like under 500 kudos and Give them a read. They could be really fucking good. So
1: true. True. Happy Olympics, everybody. Happy Winter Olympics. Happy Winter Olympics. <laughs> happy Winter Olympics. Better be rooting for Yuzuru Hanyu. Ahaha. Ha. Which national theme was that? Isn't that the Olympics? Oh, is that the Olympics? <laughs> oh, fucking
0: yeah, I think so. <laughs> Which national anthem
1: was that? I don't know. The Russian
0: think... Federation.
1: Sure, man. You could have said that, and I would have totally <laughs> believed you.
0: Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Canonically
1: Incorrect. You can follow us on Twitter
0: and Tumblr and TikTok and Instagram. Um, you can email us your fanfiction recommendations and if you are a fanfiction author who would like to be interviewed on our podcast, email us at canonicallyincorrectpod at gmail.com. If you liked us, if you liked the episode, if you think we deserve um, a little something to keep the podcast going, help to get new equipment, that kind of stuff, you can make a donation at ko-fi.com slash canonicallyincorrect. Rave a view, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, Spotify, and any other podcasting platform. Tag your fix accordingly.
1: Donate to AO3.
0: <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.